right, welcome to the last topic of networks of exchange 1200 to 1450, which are the environmental consequences of connectivity. It's interesting they give you environmental. One of them is not actually really environmental when you think about it, but uh, that's where they put it. All right, so let's first of all talk about diffusion of crops in topic 2.6. Trade routes are important, of course, not just because of their impact on business, but also for their role in cultural diffusion. It is over the trade routes that religions and languages are spread. It is over the trade routes that literature, art, and ideas spread. Also on the positive side, crops spread to new areas, leading to new foods becoming staples of societies. During this time period, sugar, bananas, and lemons, which are all native to Southeast Asia, were diffused all over Afro-Eurasia. Bananas and sugarcane were diffused to Africa and India and grew abundantly. Lemons made it to the Middle East and India. All of these items were traded constantly with Europe, though they could not be grown there. Finally, as discussed earlier, chopa rice came from Vietnam to China and led to a food surplus for China's large population. The Black Death. Unfortunately, it is over the trade routes that disease and plague sometimes spread. Bubonic Plague, also known as the Black Death or Black Plague, they're all the same, uh, started in Asia around 1333 in the 14th century and was carried by merchants along the trade routes all the way to Europe, where it destroyed entire communities and killed as many as one of three people in Western Europe between 1347 and 1350, a very short time period. The plague quickened the decline of feudalism as many manors weren't able to, uh, weren't able to function. Workers who survived were able to charge more for their skills. Really quick, in Asia, uh, the plague actually lasted a lot longer, um, and it is said that it killed in the area of one quarter of the population in Asia during this time span. Um, so um, here's your term pandemic, okay, and obviously make the relationship, which is the reason for the next part of this reading. Um, this actually comes from the New York Times. It was posted or uh, published May 10th of 2020, and it talks about the Black Death and Dark Memories, and basically the end of pandemics and how those work, okay? So let's go through that. Um, this is more for your interest and to make a relationship than being tested on, though there's factual stuff in here about the uh, plague that you're going to need to know. The bubonic plague has struck several times in the past 2,000 years, killing millions of people and altering the course of history. Each epidemic amplified the fear that came with the next outbreak. The disease is caused by a strain of bacteria, Yersinia pestis, that lives on fleas that live on rats. But bubonic plague, which became known as the Black Death, also can be passed from infected person to infected person through respiratory droplets. So it cannot be eradicated simply by killing rats. Hmm, that sounds familiar to the respiratory droplets, doesn't it? Historians describe three great waves of plague, said Mary Fissel. The historians at John Hopkins, the plague of Justinian in the 6th century, not worry about that one. The medieval epidemic in the 14th century, that's the one you guys need to worry about. And a pandemic that struck in the late 19th and early 20th centuries. All right, factual stuff you need to know. The medieval pandemic began in 1331, around there, in China, actually in the Gobi Desert of China. The illness, along with a civil war that was raging at the time, killed half the population of China. From there, the plague moved along trade routes to Europe, North Africa, and the Middle East, trade being the key. In the years between 1347 and 1350, it killed at least a third of the European population. Half of the population of Siena, Italy died. It is impossible for the human touch 
tongue to recount the awful truth, wrote the 14th century chronicle, chronicler Angela de Toro. Indeed, one who did not see such horribleness can be called blessed. The infected, he wrote, swell beneath the armpits and in their groins and fall over while talking. The dead were buried in pits and piles. In Florence, wrote Giovanni Boccaccio, I believe, no more respect was accorded to dead people than would nowadays be accorded to dead goats. Some hid in their homes, others refused to accept the threat. Their way of coping, Boccaccio, Boccaccio wrote, was to drink heavily, enjoy life to the full, go around singing and merrymaking and gratifying all of one's cravings when the opportunity emerged and shrug the whole thing off as one enormous joke. Again, that also should bring very, very true for coronavirus right now, because that's what a lot of people do. Um, with Black Plague, you get these huge pustules that grow under your armpits, um, down in your groin, um, and basically you have three days, you're gonna see these things, they turn black, which is the reason for black death, and they, they eventually burst. Um, you're in horrible pain, blood out of your mouth, the whole nine yards, but it only lasts three days and you're dead, so at least it's short-lived, right? The pandemic ended, but the plague recurred. One of the worst outbreaks began in China in 1855 and spread worldwide, killing more than 12 million in India alone. Health authorities in Bombay, India, burned whole neighborhoods trying to rid them of the plague. Nobody knew if it made a difference, the Yale historian Frank Snowden said. It's not clear what made the 14th century bubonic plague die down. This is important. Some scholars have argued that cold weather killed the disease-carrying fleas, but that would not have interrupted the spread by the respiratory route, Dr. Snowden noted. Other hypothesis is that the bacterium evolved to be less deadly, or maybe actions by humans, such as the burning of villages, helped quell the epidemic. The plague never really went away. In the United States, cases are rare and can now be successfully treated with antibiotics, but any report of the of a case of the plague stirs up fears. Um, we're gonna run with um, the cold weather. There's something called the Little Ice Age that happened uh, in the middle of the 1300s that lowered the temperature of the world. Um, and a lot of people theorize that therefore the bacteria couldn't live because it has a, semper, a, a, a temperature range that it could live in. So um, we're gonna run with that one, okay? Um, but yeah, you can still get the plague today. Uh, how will COVID-19 end? Will that happen with COVID-19? The idea that, you know, it leaves, but it comes back, all that stuff. One possibility, historians say, is that this coronavirus could end socially before it, end before it ends medically. People may grow so tired of the restrictions that they declare the pandemic over, even as the virus continues to smolder in the population and before a vaccine or effective treatment is found. I think there is a, this sort of social psychological issue of exhaustion and frustration, the Yale historian Naomi Rogers said. We may be in a moment when people are just saying, that's enough, I deserve to be able to return to my regular life. It's happening already in some states. Governors have lifted restrictions, allowing hair salons, nail salons, and gyms to reopen in defiance of warnings by public officials that such steps are premature. As the economic catastrophe wreaked by the um, lockdowns grows, more and more people may be ready to say enough. There's this sort of conflict now, Dr. Rogers said. Public health officials have had a medical end in sight, but some members of the public see a social end. Who gets to claim the end, Dr. Rogers said. If you push back against the notion of it ending, what are you pushing back against? What are you claiming when you say no 
it is not ending. The challenge, Dr. Brandt said, is that there will be no sudden victory. Trying to define the end of the epidemic will be a long and difficult process. With the Black Plague, it ended in 1350, right? But it came back and raised up again. Let's hope that COVID will end and that will be the end. But again, we have history to look at. So thus, I thought I would bring that up to you guys. Make sure you understand, again, uh, the two environmental consequences, the diffusion of crop and the Black Death, and understand, obviously, um, the causes of the Black Death, why it's spread, and also the effects. We'll talk about the effects a lot in, um, in class. Okay? Uh, thanks for listening, you guys.